welcome to Sonic Talk, episode 596, recording today, Wednesday the 6th of November. I hope all of you people with any kind of pets and critters in your house, uh, uh, they've come out from under the sofa. Uh, uh, we've got a kitten and he was a bit freaked out, um, but... That's the first animal we've had that has been that freaked out by it. And uh, I always kind of think when I hear people saying, you know, it should be banned, um, that perhaps they're being a little bit um, not very fun loving. But actually, I can imagine if you've got a, cr you know, it really scares the hell out of some creatures. But anyway, most most weekend bonfire nights were uh, were cancelled due to the weather. Um, anyway, what am I what am I about? This has got nothing to do with the subject in hand. We are Sonic Talk, is a music technology podcast, not a social events and weather coverage channel. Uh, we will cover things like synthesizers, uh, uh, instruments, um, music technology, software, controllers, uh, production, live production, all the things that surround electronic music or pop music or any kind of music. Really, it's it don't matter. It don't matter to us. But we have uh, got a couple of guests with us. Uh, oh, before I do, I want to say. Thank you very much to uh, Isotope. Uh, they'll be providing a copy of I Ozone 9 Advanced, forget, which is the posh one, um, to a lucky winner this week. And we'll have a competition uh, about halfway through the show, which is about half an hour. And also I'll say thanks to Softube. Uh, do check out their Monument Bass plugin uh, as well. Uh, we'll have messages from them a little later on. Let's say hello to our our guests. We we'll start off with Mr. Robbie Bronneman there, who is is this Robot Studios Mark II? I know I can never remember. No, it's Maybe called it's... Recognizer Studios. Recognizer. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. an interesting one. It's uh, alliteration, but not robotizer. Recognizer. No, it's Recognizer. They're the, they're the um they're the kind of H shaped crafts in Tron. Ah, okay. Yeah. I, I I caught a bit of Tron the other day. The remake. Because I remember when yeah. I was a kid going to see Tron, the original version, I was of the age where perhaps I was experimenting with various substances and Tron was the film that you used to go and see just to see how <laughs> spacey it was. I should probably say no more. <laughs> uh, but, Robbie, lovely to have you. Yeah. You've, been, you've been out on the road. You've been doing all sorts of things. Robbie, of course, um, musical director and live performer for um, Howard Jones. Howard Jones is going a storm, isn't he? I mean, this new album's really gone down well, as we talked to you last time. It's, uh, it's, it's like a new lease of life. It's, it's a Yeah, no, it's, been, it's been a crazy year. Yeah, it's been a crazy year. We just got the, our final tour of the year. So we've got like two, we've got like a, two gigs for this year, one on New Year's Eve in in, in Germany um, on the on the eve, you know, right on midnight. Um, and then um, the, kind of the rest of the time I'm just in the studio now till next year, so it's nice. So I'm back in the studio sort of. So this week I've been getting everything back up to date, all the things I've been scared to update uh -oh. while I was doing big projects. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, uh oh. So, so yeah. there's been so, so no no collateral damage so far, which is good. That's so, always yeah. a positive. Wow, good to hear it. Yeah, I was yeah. Uh, given quite a short shrift uh, when I was uh, slagging off the latest uh, Catalina OS. Um, apparently, a lot of people have now announced that they have got compatibility. So that initial wave of nothing works seems to have passed. Uh, I, I should, in terms of balance, so maybe I. But I, I get the feeling, uh, Robbie, you're probably not going right to the bleeding edge. That doesn't seem like you're. No, thing at no, all. I'm on. I'm on. I'm on. I'm on. Um, I've finally gone to uh, what's the last one. Hi Mojave, Sierra. Mojave, whoever it's Mojave. called. Uh, Mo oh, yeah. Mo Mojave, Mojave, yes. Uh, okay. Whatever it's called. Yeah, I've finally gone to that, yeah. So, yeah. yeah that seems to be safe. Okay, well, fair Not enough. on the bleeding edge, no. No, well, uh, a wise move. And that uh, little interjection there you heard also was <laughs> Mr. Gaz Williams, who's uh, hey. adjusting his microphone. 
Sorry, sorry, that's sorry. Right. I meant to have it on mute. Uh, yes. That's okay. Yeah. Hey, Gaz Williams, music yes. technologist, and uh, well, we've got mm. actually we've we've just did this Steinberg. Um, Steinberg, what was it called? ARX4? Yeah. AXR4. AXR4. Yeah. Uh, very high resolution mm. audio interface. We should have that coming quite soon. Uh, yes. But yeah, I, 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 you've been. Oh, what have you got there? You've got a stylophone as well. So, yeah, this is the thing that's been floating my boat. Oh my God, Nick. I know you were a bit skeptical. This thing is. It's, it's nasty. <laughs> it's like. I realise it's like a big Volker. It's like a really big Volker. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, it kind of is, isn't it? But it's uh, weighs a blooming ton. But it's. Um, do you know what? This reminds me of kind of. I mean, this is like. It's made in Britain. Um, you know, Debrec is a British company after all. But I mean, I guess the stylophones of late have been made in China, I suppose. But uh, so it's nice to see this. You know, like a British-built synthesizer, which is quite cool. But um, something else I like about it, though, is um, it's quirky as hell. It's really properly quirky. And quirky in a you-can't-use-it way or a, a useful way? <laughs> no, in a useful way. I think it's just um, there is kind of like gritty artifacts from doing various things on there but it all adds to uh the sort of character of it really and i think this is the thing it does tie back it does connect back to things like the wasp and stuff like that to mm. to, to my i wonder if that's by bit. design um, or by luck uh ooh, no idea but um you know it's also it is maybe a bit of a gateway as well with uh Look, oh, it's got some patch, patch leads sticking patch leads. out of yeah, one yeah, of my yeah. synths for a change. Yeah, I get um, you. I get you. Mm, well, but, I'm glad you're, I'm you glad you're is, enjoying Nick. it, though. I tell you what it is, though, and I mean, it's not necessarily exclusively to do with the stylophone. I think it's also this kind of touch plate interface kind of thing is, uh, you know, there's no travel in there, obviously. And it's, it's just this immediate feeling of being able to tap on notes mm, with okay. really really fast uh, and slide and glide and there's a little if you put your thumb over one of these end pieces here you can sort of portamento glide as well so you end up using glide type techniques a little bit more than you probably would on a on a regular keyboard uh, so yes watch this space i'm going to be doing a lot of stuff with this it's uh yeah a lot, All right. a lot of fun Excellent. Well, I'm glad to hear it. Um, I suppose uh, we should we should get on to some uh, topicery uh, because you know that's the nature of the show. What do we? Uh, oh yeah, here we go. Um, uh, this new. Uh, did you see the new grain scanner from uh, um, uh, Ableton? They announced Ableton. it today. Actually, here it is. I think we got a bit of sound from it. Ten voice. Ooh, that's quite I'm not quite sure how useful that would be in my music. Let's have a look. So yeah, new device, uh, grain scanner, uh, which seems to be a thing. I, 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 I'm actually going to play it. This is a 39. It's only 39 quid, and it's. It sounds like it's quite. It's got some really nice sonic quality. I guess. Obviously, you'll be you resynthesis grain scanner, chop samples into small slices, and rearranges them to play them back in a multitude of ways. So, I'm. I'm going to play the devil's advocate here because I've never really, kind of got the 
granular bug. And I know that both of you have. So I, I, in, there's been a load of synth memes, haven't there, where there's a picture of a guy sitting at a table in a park and the front of the table is like a kind of, you know, um, a, a statement and it's convinced me otherwise. So I'm that guy yeah. in the synth meme now. And I'm going to come to you, Robbie, because I know you're really into granular, aren't they? Because I remember when the, uh, the, what was that, the GRP or the G? The GR1, yeah, I've got one. You've got that, yeah. And you were really excited by all this. So what is it about granular? And you've been using it for a while, haven't you? Granular stuff. I got into, this is, I'll tell you, I got into granular stuff because I've always been a long-term fan of BT. And um, quite early on in his sort of more, you know, sort of less sort of just straight out trance stuff, he he was a big exponent of that. And it kind of really intrigued me the way you could sort of extrapolate sound and, you know, and kind of create these crazy sort of rhythms by dragging out the grains and all that kind of thing. So I've been a massive sort of keen follower of all sorts of granular things that they come along on iPads and you know, all different iterations, things like Alchemy had it in there, which I use quite a bit. Um, so, I, I mean, I love it. I mean, I know it's not, it, it's a very definite, it's a def- very definite thing. And I think if you're into sound design or you're into sort of more kind of left field kind of electronic music, which isn't necessarily always just sort of four to the floor and you're interested in sort of, you know, odd jarring time signatures and all that kind of thing, um, I, I think it's fantastic. So um yeah, well, I, I use it. I use it. I use it all over the place. I mean, you know, for for pulling out, making making big soundscapes, or for or for creating weird little percussive things to go in loops, all that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, I was going to ask you where you would use something like that because I mean, that's I, I guess the thing is is it seems to me that it's one of those instruments that it has a, almost a, a great philosophical. Uh, um, angle specifically when you're working with soundtrack stuff and you can take elements that are you know maybe part of the soundscape that exists in the uh, uh, in the world of that film or that tv program and incorporate them into sound and it it's a great sell to the director i'd imagine you know do you know what i mean but also there's a connection am i wrong or is that i don't think it's I don't think I don't think it's a form of synthesis. You go right. I'm sitting down today, and I'm going to make make myself half a dozen new bass sounds. I'm going to make myself this. It's very much a kind of a. You just kind of. It's just very organic. Normally, the way it works for me, the way I interface with it. I don't ever usually go into it with any particular, uh, you know, thing in mind, and just kind of see see what comes out. So I find it quite a good exploratory kind of method of synthesis as opposed to kind of something i i know definitely what i'm going to get out of it right i got you i like yeah and i know um gaz you're a big fan of granular stuff i mean it's some sampler is that a granular thing um the ios thing yeah 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 um i think it's one of these things where it's amazing how beautiful sounds you know what beautiful sounds you can make from like the worst sounds to start with with granular i can't really make just you can extract the most beautiful textures out of stuff that you know the most unlikely stuff and i think that's part of the the joy the joy of it um one of my favorite iterations of uh granular synthesis is actually omnisphere 2.5 i think it was or well it was certainly in the, the in the current omnisphere uh it's got a really nice easy way of because it's sometimes quite a complicated thing to uh, yeah, interface with. Although, so, saying that, that's where iPads have generally shined and granular synthesis was kind of there from very early on on in iPad iOS history. Um, 
and you know you mentioned sampler and um you know and borderlands for those of you borderlands, who know borderlands yeah, i remember borderlands that Borderlands yeah. is still is still one of the most astonishing um sound iPad exploration app, tools yeah. yeah yeah and it's the way you can slide but also zoom with your finger pinch zoom waveforms and then overlay them over the top and then you create these grain clouds that you can kind of move around on um and the grain clouds you know you can just flick them off the screen when you're done with them tap on them to add more and then and then actually slide the waveforms around and pinch and zoom the waveforms really is still something utterly remarkable and straight out of the future but um uh, I, so for me, you know, maybe a little later getting into uh, Granular, but it's certainly, you know, it was those uh, iPad apps. And, uh, you know, and like Robbie, I was quite excited about the GR1 when that was announced, you know, just because really from that iPad experience, just going, oh, just want to lock that down into a uh, into a physical device. Uh but you have to say, you know, I mean, the GR1 and a few other things accepted. I know there's a bunch of Eurorack things that have got granular uh, aspects to it. It still feels still not fully exploited by. Do you think? Do you think we're 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 heading for the in the same way that Wavetable since are now you know doing yeah, whatever yeah, yeah, granular has yeah, still got its mark moment. Mark my to words. Come. Mark my words. It's going to be granular. <laughs> we're having a prediction. You know, it's, yeah. <laughs> mark, mark my words. Like you know, we're going to start. Yeah, have a them. special. We'll have, uh, we'll have a special granular granular episode, and we'll get BT on for it. Yeah, I'll be yeah. up for that. I'd love to have a t- chat about it. I mean, this obviously uh, is only available for live. Oops, that's not the one I was showing. Um, but, it is an uh, Ableton. <clears throat> it's an Ableton thing. Product, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, it's an Ableton product. So it's uh, mm, there was no video great. on it, which is interesting, but some other business. So, yeah, do check that out if that's your thing, your bag. Um, I suppose it's one of those things that you can just, you know, drop samples in and see where what's going to come where and, uh, mm. and, uh, and explore. Great with but vocals. Again, uh, vocals. Ah, okay. Great with vocals. Yeah. 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 It's great with vocals. Okay. All right. Well, I, I, okay. I'm, I'm convinced that I might have another go. I'll see if I'm, I might install this in my <laughs> version of, of live. Actually, I should do a big shout out for <clears throat> uh, Lady Aptitude in the chat room is saying that uh, basically she she's be, she's working on tracks with Falcon 2.0. Falcon obviously has oh, yeah. some granular stuff in it. Falcon by UVI is, a, is an often forgotten, and I'm guilty of this because it's just so absolutely this sort of massive synthesis slash uh, sample player you know it's like contact and reactor all together in one thing as an alternative and it's well worth checking out that stuff and you can get lost in that for ages and that's got some really good granular stuff right do you use falcon i do do. you know i've got some i've got some sounds i've made in it that i go back to time and time again my only thing about it is is that when i look at it I sometimes get so overwhelmed with all the little tabs and pages and I think, mm. oh, where's the envelope? Where is it? And I spend like five minutes mm. just looking at the screen going, uh, Yeah, that's that's never a good that's, that's never a good only, place to be, is it? About, yeah. That's yeah. the only thing about I'm it. Hundred percent with you. You know, its capabilities and the the sound. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I I, I should say I not it's it's it can be overlooked because it's it's just not as well known about, it. and people are people who use yeah. it, like I say, tend to evangelise and swear by it. So do check that out as well. And the two point update has just recently come out. In fact, uh, Hiltonius in the chat room did say, uh, 
Uh, where is it? Sorry, I've got that. Uh, forgot, not forgotten by me. No, morning chat is yeah. Falcon forgotten, not here, says Hiltonius. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I stand corrected. I have, I'm sure it Rich, would, Rich is it, just between. Th- um, Robbie's brought up a great point there, though, about over-cluttered interfaces. And I mean, you know, Omnisphere, I know I often mention it, you know, has that thing where you've got it a very simple front and then you can go a level deeper, you can go a level deeper. And, you know, and that means you can keep coming back to a very kind of simplified place yeah. for your for your head and I, I know i just thought it was a very interesting point robbie was making i'd like to see more manufacturers adopt different ways of doing that of you know essentially you know making you know you've you've got it's very deep but it's also collapsible in a in a logical way rather than presenting you with everything it, yeah that that is a, it's a it's a bugbear of mine of just being yeah, overwhelmed yeah uh, I, I, well i do remember it goes back to that time when we mm-hmm. we we sort of said let's let's review Omnisphere, and we came to your house, yeah. and we just sat there, and went, "Oh God, this is just." I, I mean, we just couldn't find a way uh, in. And then two point five came out with all the hardware stuff, and it's like, "Oh yeah, that's totally." You know, that mm. makes it much more accessible. So, yeah, you've got to you, you've got to get in there and you know get your hands dirty, haven't you, with some things? But yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, yeah, it's a good point, though. Definitely a good point, Robbie. Me. Um, so, uh, well, uh, um, I don't know if you know, but uh, this weekend was Sandmint in Turin, uh, which uh, we went over. In fact, I think the Italian Tourist Board funded our um, our, our trip out there. Um, so Ed went and covered it and got loads of videos, some really good stuff out there, which was um, to do with a lot of things that perhaps we didn't see at Superbooth, a lot of things that you don't see at other shows. Uh, there's some really good stuff. And one of the things was this GRP vocoder, which... Uh, um, that's not it. Where is it? It's this one. I beg your pardon. Wrong video. Uh, I thought I had a video for the... Um, uh... Hi, Henry. Yeah, here we go. Hi, very good to meet you. Actually, we have uh, the analog vocoder by GRP Synthesizer, who is currently working on an internal oscillator and an internal noise generator just for vocoding it through the band of uh, uh, 22 uh, filters into the machine. Uh, for example, I can raise the level of a microphone inputs and using my voice to rearrange and re-equalize in real time the sound of the so internal So this is a, an old analog vocoder. Way, actually, what we're hearing now is my voice who is opening the 22 bands of the internal. I mean, I think we're all familiar with what a vocoder does, but a pure analog vocoder is quite a unique thing. And that, yeah. uh, the articulation on that is really, really good. Yeah. I mean, I, I and this is coming, I, I remember when um, I used to share a studio with Will Gregory, he had one of the EMS vocoders. And that oh. was considered to be, you know, amongst the best ones of its, and it never sounded that good. And it was, it's a, and that, this thing, the GRP, it's, it, I think it's going to be coming out um, next year sometime. And it, it, you know, it's 3,000 euros. It's a lot of money, you know, but it's, it, it's an amazing thing. I know, yeah. I know, yeah. you know, we often think about you vocoders in terms of, you know, basically Sparky's electric piano or just talking, you know, making things talk. But actually, change switching things up like putting drum kits in the carrier and all that kind of you get amazing effects right i don't know if you whether you use much in the way of vocoder vocoding robbie outside of the traditional sort of way um, um i have done it's funny because over the years howard always howard every so often he goes he gets a bug and he goes oh i want to do some vocoding I and mean, he tries all you know he, he's tried all these things and he goes oh why is it it's never got like it always sounds like sparky's magic piano it doesn't have that really nice articulate kind of really clean you know really track sound and it's actually 
like you say, it's it's quite. It's, they're two very different things, and it's to get that really kind of really nice, clean, daft punk sort of vocoded vocal is actually quite tricky to get. Yeah, um, even in the ones that can do it, it's hard thing. to set it up, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's very hard to set it up, and um, I think it's the o's, the, the Isotope plugin is great for doing that kind of stuff, the vocal synth. Um, but um, but 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 um, like you say, like sort of really high end vocoders, most of us, a lot of us, would not have had access to them. Those really revered ones like you're talking about like that ems and i think there was another one sennheiser one wasn't there the, sennheiser one yeah that's Some the craft work one yeah yeah that's what i mean no we've never really had access to those things but i mean immediately when you watch that video you realize how you know the, what you're saying the articulation of all and all the consonants and all that stuff is so great through it so if you're um if you're that way inclined i'm sure that's kind of a um, a definite no-brainer because I think those other ones are very hard to come by anyway, aren't they? Those high-end. Oh yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Because you would think that mm. using a using the human voice and the shape of your mouth, which we, we can articulate incredible sort of filter emulations, all kinds of stuff. It's surprising they're not more used. I mean, one always assumes that you're just going to say "Hello World" or whatever it is, you know, you know, sing the chorus of the song or some catchy phrase. But actually, there are all these points in between which are just sort of mouth sounds that you can make to. Create create specific and it just doesn't seem to it's it's not used as much you'd imagine that there would be more use of vocoders because you could get more unique sounds than out of regular yeah. filters it's really curious i don't know why that is i mean maybe it's because they're very expensive or they all sound a certain yeah. way or they're cpu expensive i don't know they guys. are, hard. They are Sorry. hard to set up aren't they i was going to say you can got a good point there when, whenever you try and set one up or whatever even when you use one as one of their own dedicated mic or whatever it always takes ages to get something good out of it you know, it's, it's never like a plug and play. You never can kind of, it's like, oh, I haven't got the right gain, or perhaps we need to EQ a bit at the bottom out first. It's all it's all a real mission. And I think, you know, it's uh, a lot of people kind of lose heart with it. I wonder how many lost consonants there are uh, in, in the world that have gone into a vocoder to be set up and then sort of discarded because people lost interest and thought, oh, let's move on. Let's just use, uh, you know, a preset from something else or whatever. I think that that, that might be a, uh, I think that might actually lost consonants. Consonants, I don't know how to pronounce that. That might be a show title, though. Consonants. We did talk about the vote. Go on, what did you say? Sounds like an episode of what? Of a countdown. Yeah, mate. Oh, oh yeah, I'll have another couple. There, that's why it's the show. That might be the show title. Yeah, Gaz, go. Mm. Okay. Who, incidentally, who played, who wrote the music of the countdown theme? That's a British show for those of you who don't know it. It's the guy who wrote, who wrote Grange Hill. It's the same guy who wrote the Grange Hill, yeah. Alan yeah, Hawks. Alan Hawks. I know Kirsty. Yeah, wow, okay. Yeah. And her, she's famous for doing it being Opus 3. Wow, okay. Thanks. Yeah, well, there you go. Trivia. So we we did talk about the Voda, didn't we? That was the Bell Labs. That that sort of uh, incredibly complex sort of vocoder y thing from what was it? God, I think it was like nineteen thirty nine or something, wasn't it? Do you remember that thing? We, but the articulation of that is absolutely amazing. I was curious why no one's had a go at trying to emulate that, or maybe they have. I, um, do you remember? Do you know the thing I'm talking about? Um, Voda. Yeah, it's called Voda, I think. Uh, oh, I have to do a quick was, search of, of, of the song. Yeah, yeah, it's one of the most... Oh, the Voda, Dudley Bell yeah. Labs, yes. That's right, that's and it had right. like a stenographer. Mm. Yeah, here that's it right. is. Here it is, it's just, yeah. uh, and it was... That's right, I remember. And it was, wasn't it, it used... Awesome. Didn't it end up getting used for sort of... 
Encoding and decoding. How about a little or a base? Yeah. And the voter, being still a comparatively young man, whether I might not have been wrong. We noticed a oh, little yeah. while ago that a Look singing that. tone. Well, how about Old Lang Syne? Old Lang Syne? Okay. Awesome. Yeah, I do remember that actually. It was a really, because at the same time, um, isn't it? Dave Spears' uh, wife has has got a real kind of like, it's just, it's like being frightened of spiders. You know, she just can't handle vocabulary. She just, they they really, she really doesn't like them. It's a a curious one. That just reminded me, actually, I, I should check it out. Um, UAD quite recently released one um, on the on their platform, which is meant to be really good. And it's just reminded me to check it out, which oh. SoftTube have done. Oh, yes, I think you're right. Your SoftTube vocoder, UAD plugins, that's right. Because there was a, also, a, wasn't there a remake of the Orange vocoder from uh, oh, yeah. Zanaptic that was trailed ages ago, yeah. but just never has never oh, kind of seen the light of day. It's right. never kind of quite showed up. And the people are all, I keep seeing it once in a while, and people say, is this thing ever going to come out? You know, I see YouTube comments once in a while. So, yeah, interesting. Interesting stuff. I think vocoders, but but it is surprising. It's surprising the vocoders, are, like I said, are just not used because it, it doesn't yeah. have to be. You know, you can put modulate all sorts of things with them and without them, and get, yeah, it's the setup. It's the setup. You're right. There must be that. Now there is the that's the application for the equivalent of the Microsoft Paperclip AI. Would you like me to set up your vocoder, sir? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Robbie, that, that, I think that would be an acceptable form of uh, use of AI and a sort of little wizard, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we've got loads of people watching today. Guys, it's over 700 people. That's the most ever. Good grief. Well, oh, not the most. Hello, ever, everyone. Hi- Hello, everybody. Yeah, we'll Hello. do it. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Yeah. Oh, look, Robbie, you're doubled up because you dialed in on the other. Uh, okay, right. Well, that was from Soundbit. And it, there is a playlist. Uh, I'll put a list in the show notes. Ed shot like 24, 25 videos there. I mean, mm. it was really on fire. It did a great job. Uh, so good uh, work, what's it called? Ed. The- the reminder is it called that yeah, delay? He, we talked about that last week. Uh, last week, of course. Yeah, we yeah. got the reminder. There's there's a whole bunch of mm. stuff, so do check it out. Um, mm. Okay, well, uh, actually, we should probably have a little word from our friends over. Let's uh, let's do the soft tube one first. Of course, Monument Base. Uh, we've been training this for a while now. And this it's a bit of a slow burner. This one. Uh, I reviewed it when it first came out. It's basically. A bunch of stereo samples being sampled specifically for, for with a sort of bass-heavy signal path, and then on top of that, you've got these really interesting processing elements that end up. What comes out the other end is kind of record-ready bass. So there's a multiband compression. There's this sort of vintage uh, aging and sonic bursts. There's a great filter in there, LFO, the spatialization, stereo width, which again is really unusual in bass sounds, but Perhaps a lot now in modern stuff that doesn't get cut to bottom. Really worth checking out. If you go over to softtube.com, uh, check out Monument Base. Uh, there's demos and whatnot available. But yeah, it really does fill up the space because I know a lot of people struggle with bottom end. But do check that out. Uh, okay, right. Let's um, let's see what's uh, we did that one. Oh, um, I'm going to go for this. Actually, did anyone see? Uh, is it this one? This Electra, this literally came in via fact, that's via the the, uh, chat room, so it won't be in your notes, but it's this, it's essentially this uh, new controller that's got 12 controls, software, uh, 
that allows you to route them all in and out. There's uh, MIDI I.O., there's USB I.O., and it's just a kind of programmable controller that allows you to access, you know, maybe anything that you want via Synthwise. And I've got the page here, actually. Where was it? I was gonna, I know I've thrown this in a little oh, bit. Yeah, did you see that? And I think it's the last no. time off it, it, it. So essentially, these things are panels. And if you look here, where is it? There's. Uh, if I That's like that, yeah, I there we go. You got two out. Uh, two Robbie, Robbie, Robbie yeah. was asking me about does something like this exist just a couple of weeks ago, weren't you, Robbie? You were like yeah, sort of looking for something just like that. Wow. That's yeah. interesting. So yeah, well, you 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 could. Uh, how much MIDI on it? Uh, there is, sorry, if I scroll there, there's yeah. a pair of MIDI I.O. ports, yeah, and a USB, USB MIDI, and a, and a USB host as well. Mm. What's the company? Uh, they are called <laughs> Elect it's Electra.1, uh, which is the and URL. Electra, is it just a C-T-R-A? Electra, yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. And you could, uh, their order, I think it's the last day, uh, production, production about it's 429 euros. <laughs> it's, it, it's the last day. Are we going to have a live purchase here, Robbie? <laughs> yeah, right. oh, Do you no, need a bit no. of time? Do you need That's a bit like of exactly alone time while me and guys talk oh, about This is just like right up my. <laughs> oh, dear. I'm sorry about <laughs> that. Oops, that's not what we're looking at. It's, no, but that's so like what he was asking for, though. That's why. Oh, no, I, I, the, so well, isn't that strange, isn't it? I know I had yeah. no idea. That wasn't actually a fix at all. That's just how it. Mm. That's just how it turned out. Uh, but yes, the last day they're four hundred odd, uh, four hundred twenty nine euros. Well, the last, they do them in batches, and it's the last all day right. of the current of the uh, order <laughs> order window. So you oh. know. They'll I run did. out. So essentially, Robbie, you have to make a choice right here, right now. In out, in out, in out. <laughs> or today. Oh. Uh, but it looks kind of interesting. The idea of these, you know, the, the programmable, uh, oh. it's a combination of touchscreen. Or I don't know if there's touchscreen or it's just knobs. I don't know enough about it. So uh, well, here, here we go. Look, uh, seven inch, yeah, touch sensitive display, 12 uh, um, rotary encoders, firmware that supports MIDI CC, NRPN, start, stop, sysx messages. MIDI USB host, preset editor, sturdy aluminium uh, enclosure. Uh, you get the USB cable and whatnot. Um, but yeah, people seem to be digging mm. this. And uh, Fat Dust via the chat room uh, brought it to my attention. So I thought I'd just mention it. Uh, oh, did uh, Synth Anatomy just say? Oh, that's sorry. like one one control controller to rule them all. If you've got loads of like old old synths that can can, can be programmed over MIDI. Yeah, well, interestingly, because we uh, we talked to Yoad is um, the master of this, and he does it all in his logic environment, which makes a lot of sense because it's just then one document. But he's got this absolutely enormous environment that controls all of the, all of his synths via whatever means necessary, and it's uh, so he can stay at the centre section between his speakers and just do do his thing, you know. Um, so yeah, this, this might well appeal Did to you, him. Have you covered on Sonic Talk, Nick, the new the new uh, um, iConnect? Massive, massive. Yeah, mid, we did. Yeah, thing. yeah. You've done that. Yeah, we've done and it's that. Got yeah, the ten yeah, no, USB host, ten USB host ports. Yeah, I knew. There. I knew you weren't on that week, and I just thought Gaz would mm. get really excited about it. <laughs> I thought I was surprised with the last time. It's like, yeah, yeah. I missed that one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, isn't I, yeah. it funny? After all this time, mm. we're still getting excited about MIDI. I mean, you know, uh, God, yeah, USB host. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ooh, it does it for you. Anyway, I just thought I'd mention that. There isn't really kind of any... I didn't... You know, I know nobody had any... So maybe we'll get... You know, we'll have to ask you before the end of the show, Robbie, whether or not you're going to go for it. So, uh, uh, right. So what else did we have? Uh, like, that was Electra 1. Oh, yeah. This is the new... Uh, there's a new Siberian synth, which I just thought... Now, whether or not the synth is great, this guy, his voiceover 
Мы молодая компания Infradip из самого сердца Сибири. И сегодня мы рады представить вам наш первый продукт – аналоговый дуофонический синтезатор PVX-800. При создании данной модели мы вдохновлялись звучанием лучших советских синтезаторов. В нашем инструменте мы использовали концепцию известного синтезатора Polyvox, но внесли ряд конструктивных особенностей. VX800 имеет ряд дополнительных возможностей и лишен недостатков, присущих аналогам синтезаторам прошлого. Absolutely dreadful cheesy soundtrack there, but I mean lot of bottom end. But you know, nonetheless, I mean this is kind of as a Several people have, you know, there have been attempts to make, you know, to remake the Polyvox, to get it out there and a wider audience. Uh, I forget now, there was the sort of a, the original inventor who teamed up and then there's another guy. It all got a bit complicated and I guess the sort of ownership of the patent or whatnot. But these guys uh, are uh, f are working on the, you know, the, the, uh, the PVX. 800, which is, uh, it looks kind of cool. Actually, uh, this was a story from uh, Synth Anatomy, um, in, and he's in the chat room today, so thanks very much for that. I was going to do it last week. I don't know, is, there, is Polyvox a thing? I mean, is it the sound that you meet? I mean, I know, Robbie, you're probably more in the uh, I need a specific synth sound kind of production world. Polyvox is a very unique sound. It's very organic and kind of almost uncontrollable. It, I, I would say it's more akin to perhaps uh, MS-20 land than perhaps, uh, you know, any kind of Roland yeah. stuff. Uh, is it something that you any, hanker after? I don't have any experience of it. Um, I do know that, uh, uh, funnily enough, he comes up again. BT was raving about it the other day because he was given one by his wife for his birthday. So he's very excited about it. But um, it's, a, it's, it's not a synth a lot of people have had experience with, is it? No. Because it's not particularly common. You know, no, not particularly, it, there's, not, there's not a lot of examples that have survived well and you know, and all that kind of thing. So it's actually something I've never had hands on. So I don't really have any, I don't really have any connection with it, but I know that it's got a quite a unique sound compared to a lot of other synths in it, of its kind of time. Yeah, I mean, this one is, uh, let me see where, where it's going. Classic, uh, if I forgot the webpage, this is on the synth anatomy. Um, so, it, it, well, well, first of all, it's not got the Cyrillic uh, uh, front panel, so you can actually, you know what does what, which is a big plus. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. And it hasn't got those really crappy, cheap plastic switches that the original had that was, looked like they were made out of rice plastic or something. It is really curious. Uh, and so two VCOs, two ADSRs. So, I mean, I suppose in some ways mm. there's not much... You know, it, it's not a unique synthesizer structure, but it's the unique sound. It's the filter and what. I'm just looking infradeep at the company that make it. Let's see. I what kind of money it. is it? Would you say? I'm just looking here. I think it's about. Uh, I think it was. Six hundred dollars, is it? Yeah, it's not as expensive. Uh, Five hundred eighty dollars, which is uh, which is reasonable for a boutique hmm. kind of specialist synth like this. I mean, I guess it's just a question if it, you have to have that sound or not. And I wonder, I mean, I suppose the thing is about the original Polyvox is it's the quirkiness of the object. It, you know, it comes back to this a yeah. lot of the time, doesn't it? It's like, yeah, okay, you know, I could make this in software, but it wouldn't be this yeah. uh, or the Jupiter 8 or whatever. You know, it's the, it's the physicality of the instrument sometimes that makes it. But it seems like a reasonable cost, a reasonable price. It looks like a nice form factor as well. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, all for the, I'm all for yeah. these things that don't take up your whole studio. You're a desktop that guy. Form. I mean that form factor yeah. is the is the flavor of the month now, isn't it? I mean, the because obviously the Behringer stuff is shipped now, or the Pro One and the K Two, is it? And yeah, that form factor that you know you can imagine you could have enormous amounts of 
classic synths in that form factor. So it's nice that the Polyfox. I think what we got, what we're going. This is the thing I was talking about. We need some sort of. Uh, a, a, like a desktop stacking system for those so that you can yeah. like a carousel so yeah. you can just kind of like yeah. flip it around. So, <laughs> so it just comes up yeah this is the one that i'm working on i push it away and then the next one comes up you know but they're all connected and then when they're out of the way you know so you could just have like, like a cool. kitchen cabinet with some carousel based that based storage <laughs> I mean, system in. i think the best the best stands i've seen so far for accommodating all these sort of new little things is definitely the you the ultimate support one Ah, uh, yeah. Clip together. That looks really great. That. Yeah, I think we saw those at. Uh, in fact, that's uh, that. That reminds me because that was when I bumped into BT. Uh, was at the ultimate stand, and he he uh, photobobbed the video I was doing, and then we had a chat afterwards, and I got a selfie. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, uh, but we haven't been able to get in touch since. So now, Robbie, you're, you're going to bring him in. I think he wants to come on the show. So I was just waiting for us to find a show which he thinks is a good show to do. Ah, okay. So uh, the fact that he's not uh, not been on all this time just means that I haven't basically upped my game enough to. No, no, it's nothing to do with you. It's to do with, it's to do with timing, and I was basically yeah, I let, let's find a show that's good to get him onto. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, this one, yeah. uh, Geo Synth from uh, Siberia. And also, mm. I like the, the fact that it's Siberia. There's, you know, lots yeah. lots to like. 580 seems like a reasonable yeah. one. Even though, you know, I guess we it feels like we're moving on a little bit from the standard subtractive uh, synth model. You know, we're expecting it ever since Hydrosynth and a few others have, have come in quantum. I know you've got a quantum, haven't you, Robbie? Uh, or did I have, you, and I've just you got... Did... Yeah, I've, got, I've just got an effect. I've just uploaded the beta... Um, software version two to try it out. So, yeah, I'm excited about that. I hope you backed up your presets. Uh, it's all backed up, yeah. It's all yeah. backed up. Yeah. <laughs> Good man. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I, I suppose the thing is, is so it's starting to feel like, even these exotic instruments are starting to feel like quite normal and and, and un, unusual, mm. not not unusual, I suppose. It's just an interesting kind of way that it's all flipped around. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. But I have heard that the stylophone. This new stylophone is meant to have a little bit of a sonic similarity to the Polyvox. I mean, I can't really comment on that because I've never really played a Polyvox. But um, well, it's quite angry. They do sound quite angry. Angry, uh, this, angry. The, uh, this thing that is angry. angry. I went around to Gaz's <laughs> and I was like, boom. It's like I said, it just like, feels like it's going to be on the next Chemical Brothers album because oh, everything sort of breaks up very easily. Yeah, it's got they a, put, a lot of gain structure. They put a distortion on the out, you know, like a drive on the output there, but they put like a nice uh, JFET. It sort of not, doesn't lose any bottom end. So when you go uh, right up with a gain... I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what. This this the thing, um, this is the, the brief time I've had with this. There's lots of similarities to the Sub-37, the Moog one. You know, I mean, it, mm -hmm. it is an amazing... But one thing it doesn't have is that multi-drive kind of concept. So you okay. can't you can't burn those filters any more than than you know three oscillators per filter give you. You know you can't get any more out of it, which is quite an interesting. I, I imagine it's to do with uh, gain structure or whatever. But I, it's a shame they didn't put multi drive in there because you can add it via one of the effects, but it doesn't feel like it's the same thing as you know a good bit of JFET. Distortion somewhere. Yeah, so that would be my yeah. only, my only, mm. the only thing. Actually, there was one of the criticism, and that's the. You see those love the the uh, the modern pitch wheels, beautiful, yeah. hefty, uh, uh. Um, 
uh, anodized aluminium or whatever it is. But the problem is they're really slippery. So oh. unless you get your finger in the divot, you 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 because sometimes you might do you know you might be moving a mod wheel sort of like that rather than putting your thumb in it, and it, your finger slips, and and so you can't always get you don't always get the control because it's quite a positive action. Anyway. That's about as, but as far as I've gone. I, get your, get your angle grinder out on it. Get my angle grinder out. Yeah, or maybe stick some uh, neoprene tape on it or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> get it rubberized. <laughs> yeah, rubberized. Yeah. Why not? Uh, right. Um, I think at this point we should probably have a quick um, uh, uh, isotope competition because uh, time's marching on. It's amazing where time goes. So let's have a word from our friends first. Building on a 17-year legacy in audio mastering, Ozone 9 brings balance to your mix with never-before-seen processing for low-end, real-time instrument separation, and lightning-fast workflows powered by machine learning. Expect lower CPU usage and shorter startup times with Ozone 9 compared to Ozone 8. Experience fluid metering in a fully resizable environment that lets you track the most subtle details of your audio. Use more plugins at once, mix while you master without worrying about slowdowns or dropouts. And immerse yourself in a smooth, modern experience designed to keep you in your creative flow. As you can see, Ozone 9 is the fastest way to get your master off the ground. Thank you so much for watching. Be sure to check out our other videos and head to isotope.com to learn more about mixing and mastering and to download your free trial of Ozone 9. And I, I, I've said this before, but I very much appreciate them putting that little bit on the end of it because it means I don't have to say it. <laughs> so <laughs> just go to isotope.com and check it out. And we have a competition. Uh, this week, uh, we're looking for uh, we're looking for the hashtag. This is a Twitter competition, if, in case you've, uh, you're new to the show. We're looking for the hashtag lowendfocus. That's one word, lowendfocus. That's L-O-W rather than just L-O. And the hashtag ozone9, the number nine. Uh, and you, if you quote at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc., you just put that in a tweet and you'll get entered to the competition. Uh, it's pretty painless. You, you know, I'm sure most people are on Twitter. And if you're not, it's almost worth doing it because you never know. You might win. And they do keep giving those prizes away. So, yes, yeah. uh, once again. And we have a winner from the last week. Uh, last week, we have uh, the winner, uh, somebody called Blazing, Blazing Hot Beats, who is at Mike G's. Uh, that's G-E-E-S, at Mike G's, at Mike, as in microphone, M-I-C. Uh, he tweeted the uh, the requisite hashtags, I need intelligent audio via Ozone 9 and at Sonic State at Isotope Inc. So if you get in touch at Blazing Hot Beats, then we'll be able to get you uh, a copy of Ozone 9. So, uh, yeah, and it's advanced, remember, which means you get all that good stuff. I don't know what the extra stuff is, but there's some good things you get, which are pretty cool. So, um, right. Can I cut in? Can I... Can I cut in quickly, Nick, just because it's relevant news? Um, yeah. There's this film that's been announced, I think maybe today, that's, uh, I think it's set in, it's like a Vietnam Vietnam War f- film, but it's starring James Dean, who's been uh, dead since 1955. So it's quite curious that they're using like state-of-the-art techniques or whatever to recreate deep James Dean. Like a deep fake thing. Well, you know, so That's it's weird. just this is now thrown open a big kind of debate about the like the morals of this, like basically, you know, having a dead actor star in a film. And it, and it occurred to me that the same thing could probably happen with music, you know, where the more you know, feed a, a vocal of a famous singer into the machine, the more it can, you know, you could start then releasing music in exactly the voice of that 
you know. Well, you do you think actually? I mean, Yamaha should be there because I mean they've been doing Vocaloid stuff for the K-pop sort of market for years, and we, and we, I mean, we've been doing the podcast for what 10, 15 years or whatever. It's a long time, and it occasionally comes up because they come out with a new product. I mean, there was that fantastic mm. keyboard recently, which was basically a K-pop. It was really interesting, and it looked like something fun. So you can imagine they must be nearly there, surely. But but you know. I'm surprised nobody has, and I suppose maybe there are some. There's going to be some issues because you know, in the in the style of, in the voice of, doesn't well, somebody have ownership of that somewhere? Isn't yeah. that a thing? I mean, well, I, I, mean I don't know how that works. Hasn't um, hasn't EMI just signed up their first um, virtual artist? Have they? Really? I, they, I, they? They've created a voice. So one of those big labels, one of them, they've 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 actually, you know, they've got an artist which is only an algorithm algorithmic so they can put out whatever they want with it so there's who no do they, who person. do they sign uh, it's, uh, well, they haven't <laughs> signed anyone but they've got an artist who is not an artist one of those big labels one of those big ones one of the big ones first virtual artist singer i suppose it would be wouldn't it singer we were talking about it on the tour uh let's have a look i'm trying to have a look at that the story yeah. Pop star hologram? Yeah, no, I can't find that. I, we'll have to. Okay, I'll, I'll try and find out about it. Send the linkings. We can put it in the show notes, even if we can't talk about it. If you, Nobody, if, I tell you, they don't have to pay any royalties to anybody. Yeah, well, that's that, but that's a scary thought, isn't it? That's that's like the buyout clause. You know, it's it, just yeah. This is something to this is something to try. Go to this person does not exist dot com, and it'll generate and you'll get a picture back. Of someone, or like a really realistic photo of someone who doesn't exist. Okay, and it's I'm, freaky. I'm, I'm yeah, okay, it's freaky. This person does not exist. <laughs> All right, and what? I load um, another one, and there's imagine yeah, try again. by try again. genitive. Yeah. Ab- continually crazy yeah. Okay, let's try another one. Okay. <laughs> so they. Uh, no, it's a bit, well, it is a bit weird. That? Yeah, it's what's that there? He's got some sort of weird burn growth Gross. mark. Oh, yeah, what's that? that that's something's <laughs> gone wrong there. There's a, some sort of. There's something. Oh, it's wrong. a bit weird. It is. There, you, it's it's like a it's like a poor it's a low grade JPEG, isn't it? You get these kind of weird transition points because you can see. I don't know if you can see there that the nose uh, is is not quite is not quite right. Uh, let's see if I can zoom in on that. Can I zoom in? No, I can't. I can only zoom in the... Uh... But yeah, have an isotope... Double yeah. nose. I was going to say, have an isotope release some software today, that, or yesterday or this week or something, that, that allows you to um, fill in all the blanks. Like, if you've got a vote, you know, you've got a, a dialogue, a bit of dialogue with reverb and everything, it'll it'll um, it'll perfectly match it and fit it in. Fill dialogue in the blanks. match. Is that what it yeah. is? Ooh, but it's, gonna, but it does, it's not just like for vocal lining. It actually, all the profile of the reverbs and everything, it matches in. Oh, okay. Well, it's it's inevitable, isn't it? I mean, they've been doing machine learning yeah. for a while. I, I think we're going to have to have a look at this. Let's see what yeah, this, this does. Is, I thought that was pretty amazing, though, what that did. That's quite uh, revolutionary. Okay. From the makers of two-time Emmy warming. Okay, right. Okay, Probably the bulk it. of my work these days. Should have them try to fix it. Nowadays, you don't do that. Now the editor does that. All right. You've got the boom and the wire. And then you've got ADR, too. And you have to <laughs> meld all this stuff together cohesively. In a perfect world, the EQ, ambience, and reverb profiles could be copied and pasted from one clip to another. 
So I don't know if you could do this, Isotope could do this, but if I could take the boom audio and copy its sonic fingerprint, EQ, reverb, and ambience, and make the laugh sound like the boom instantly, and then tweak it as I need it. Or I could make my dry ADR sound like production dialogue. Frankly, uh, if you guys more like Isotope could do that. It'd be a game changer. Oh, you didn't have to say that. <laughs> oh my god, this is epic, isn't it? And it I want it. Where's the. Okay. So I think I, I think after that in incredibly long-winded and epic uh, uh, trailer, <laughs> it's not actually replacing the 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 voice itself. It's the space, the EQ, the body, that that stuff. I think I think if I'm if I'm if I've got that right. Well, that's what I mean. It's, take, it's taking elements from one thing and applying them artificially to another place to give the illusion. It's like it's like being able to fill in the blanks of everything, isn't it? You know fill in the blanks of like the environment you're in, fill in the blanks of the person, get a person to do what they, you want them to say. You, you oh, yeah, basically, well, yeah, it's the deep, it's deep fake enabling, which deep, is that deep, good? Yeah, I exactly. don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's really interesting this actually, because mm. I can imagine there's, I mean, imagine the nightmare that the YouTube uh, recognition, you know, copyright algorithm is going to have if 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 you can create a voice you know say uh, let's just say elvis you know wouldn't be very hard i would imagine but mm -hmm. say you could get or somebody or adele or something like that and you just say right okay adele i want the adele voice to sing my lyrics which i'm typing in in yeah. no talk or whatever it is and then you could end up down the line there could be a situation where somebody is being sued for something that that never existed, you know, it's just yeah. in the style of or in the character. Because impersonation is acceptable as a form of, uh, uh, um, you know, copyright. I mean, you know, we have it all the time, don't we? I mean, in film, I, I, I in fact, Steve Evans, who's done a lot of work for us here, uh, reviewing UA stuff, quite often he'll be asked by a band who've had uh, uh, a sync offered to them for a massive worldwide ad campaign. The advertisers just go... Yeah, we don't want to pay the record company licensing the multi-tracks. Yeah. Can you just recreate? So the, the quite often the band will recreate their own multi-track, which is paid for by them. So it's not owned by the record company. Yeah, re-sing the vocal, whatever, so that they can then just coin, you know, take, you know, reduce the cost of the sync to the people who buy it, and also get the lion's share of the cash. You know that. So this is already happening sort of internally. It's, so you can see, I suppose that that would make a lot of sense. But I mean, surely, surely, surely. Surely the um the caveat what you're saying is if if we've got programs a thing that that create um you know like a, a virtual Adele that would have been culled from from scanning lots and lots of Adele originally so therefore you you you've you've created you're something some, yeah. that has basically that's yeah. basically stolen from the original as opposed to an impersonator who's nothing to do with the original person it's just their take on it but aren't so the they well, yeah, well, the but aren't they still uh, uh, creating a library of Adelisms by listening to a lot of Adele. Listening, and, yeah. and, and isn't that the same process? There's just no technology involved. Yeah. Mm. But they haven't actually physically used any recordings of Adele to do that. <laughs> yeah, Imagine the weird law then changes, makes it, yeah. makes it cop 
copyright to to listen to something <laughs> that wow. you know just to hear it you're oh breaking the God. copyright i mean it, it's we're, a minefield where i i can see this is going to happen pretty soon there's going to be a case where i i think what i was getting at is you know somebody that a record will be released and the record company or somebody who owns some rights somewhere is perhaps you know a bit old and decrepit but's mm. got a great lawyer goes that's ours and then they end up in court and go no it's not it was this little it'll be like it'll be like the first of case of sampling going to mm. court It'd be like a new kind of paradigm. Yeah. Oh, what fun we're... Uh, we're I, I can't imagine the joy and fun that we're going to be... Uh, uh, mind you, it'll keep us in yeah. Sonic Talk topics for another couple of decades. So I mean, that, <laughs> that'll be... Maybe it'll, be, it'll become a weekly feature, you know, that real, yeah. fake or real, you know, can you tell the difference? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Well, actually, the reason that Adele came out, I was listening, I, I was watching it. I had a sort of YouTube thread and I was watching... Uh, Adele is the NPR Tiny Desk Tour uh, concerts where I first oh, saw yeah. Taylor Swift. They're really good because it's just literally in a room in an office and they just sing their songs and it's a very stripped down. It's like a kind of and they did uh, Taylor Swift did something and she was really good and just a guitar girl and a guitar great songwriter and then Adele did something it was from 2011 and then after that there was a video whereby um, she did some sort of scam where she got made up to look like somebody else and Adele sounded like competition and all these Adela likes came and did their thing and then she came on and did her thing and they were uh, two or three of them just went that's her you know they recognized because the, the 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 brain's ability to recognize an audio uh imprint a sonic imprint is incredibly incredibly detailed i mean we our, our, the, our ability to detect what something not right is really powerful and it, i mean i don't know if everybody has the same thing i i find that i can i can hear things and i'm like I know that voice, or I know I know I know who who's playing that guitar. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes you just you just you can you can take it out of of the performance. So it'll be interesting to see how that analysis. There'll be experts, won't there, who can who who can do yeah. that? Perhaps. Anyway, this is going uh, in a completely tangential, <laughs> different. Uh, were there any more topics? I have absolutely no idea. We the recorder. Have... Oh, the yeah. Recorder. This was awesome. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, not awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Let's do this. So this is, um, those of you of a certain age may remember learning the recorder at school. Terrible, terrible experience. Crappy instruments. Awful sound. Generally... It's the squeak. It's the squeak you can't deal with. Squeaky. So this is a new thing. It's called Recorder, which is like a, a an acoustic slash digital recorder, which works acoustically, but also works... Digitally, so you can use it as a as a wind controller for some software. You could use it; it's got voices in it. So this is the evolution of it. It sounds like yeah, a theme tune from Tomorrow's World, circa 1987. Yeah. Oh, this is the worst bit. Hold on. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Penny Hill. I know, I know, but... but- 
But the point is, it's actually right. quite an interesting idea. I mean, I like the idea of this. Maybe you know, they're aiming for schools and people. You know, it's just because there used to be the situation where you'd sit in a class with twenty or thirty other kids mm. all playing the recorder along. And imagine this. This it's a joyless experience. Whereas something like this might bring a bit of joy into music and encourage yeah. more kids to actually take music as a subject and stop it from being dropped off the curriculum, which is happening in a lot of schools. I mean, there's all sorts of positive, uh, positive things here. Ukuleles, yeah, ah, oh, yeah, just. I mean, I've I've sat through so many school orchestra performances where you just think, do any of you children actually want to be here? Are you getting any pleasure from this yeah. experience whatsoever? And because I'm yeah, not, and you what, don't seem to be, you know. What I thought was what I thought was funny was that you can use this as a normal recorder as well, unfortunately. <laughs> So you can use it. You can still make that horrendous sort of. You know, they don't. They don't have an. Ex I was looking desperately for an example of that, the acoustic sound of it, but there isn't. But it'd be it's got, great so it's, if there was a mode for, for blocking that out. Well, there is. No, there is. This is what's really funny. When you use it digitally, it's got this bung that you put in it that stops the recorder from actually making oh, God, a sound. Okay. Oh, okay. Thank God for that. <laughs> I remember when Daisy was learning, she'd come home and play like London's Burning or whatever, and you'd just sit there and grimace because every other note was just like that horrible squeak. Yeah, yes, I know what you meant. Yeah. Uh, well, but, I mean, there, there are a lot of backers here. They've got nine days to go. Uh, they're yeah. looking for 50 grand. They've got 45. I reckon they yeah, might cool. do it. And, and yeah, the thing cheap, is, it, isn't it? A lot, yeah, it's like 50 quid, 60, 60 bucks. 50 quid, I think it is, 60 euros. It so says that they're still trying to get it sorted out with a battery, so you've got to use it on a USB cable for power. Oh, that's not quite so... So, uh, so, so I guess for a whole group of kids in a classroom, that's probably going to be a non-goer, so they're going to have to get that sorted out. Imagine a classroom of kids with something in oh. their mouth with a string attached to it as people run around. I mean, uh, health and safety a nightmare. The <laughs> big giant USB hub at the front of the class. <laughs> I would like, please, can I put five volt power supply in all of the children's mouths, please? Yes. Yeah. No, but it does you can't. say they're trying to sort the battery out. Uh, yeah. sorting the battery out. So, yeah. But I, I mean, I think the point mm. was what it could possibly represent yeah. because mm. we've like guys you know you probably remember you, i don't know what it's like in welsh schools but in english schools music department was uh, was fairly joyless and you know that you'd get kids who were good but most of it was just a slog I hate something that. like this might actually garner some enthusiasm well yeah i mean you know anything that that the kids are allowed to use a you know like an ipad with will kind of get their attention won't it you know i mean yeah it hooks, up to, it hooks up to an iphone the, or whatever as well so yeah so i mean that is but you know if that does get them actually playing and it being you know i, I don't know if there's any kind of game elements in the in the in the app connection there but i mean you know that would really work wouldn't it you know because kids love to play yeah that prob so. probably is look, that that this yeah. is it right here this is the future mm -hmm. of music education look there's a, a modular synthesizer with a recorder on it connected up <laughs> to a usb well, interface I, I, I think yeah. it's typified by the fact that i played piano from the age of five because i wanted to and i always wanted to be a musician but one of my worst classes at school was recorder class i absolutely hated it so for it's somebody not... who was passionate about music from such an early age, it's surprising how much I hated that class. It's funny, it's... isn't it? Because uh, and there's, there's, the thing is, is that what I remember is uh, 
you got all these kind of they were about that long the, the recorders brown. and they were made brown, brown. plastic but then when yeah. they that the good kids the kid the kid when you got the recorder group when they they graduated to these much bigger the desk counts and whatnot which were wooden yeah. which had a really lovely tone and i remember vividly mm. hearing that and going oh that sounds really nice it sounds nothing like this horrible plastic straw that i'm expected to play but nobody's holding the thumb on the back and it's all squeaking and all oh, oh, oh. so yeah. maybe it'll be a good thing yeah, my mine and Rich Hilton's favourite band, Gentle Giant. They used to do a breakdown in the middle of a song and and do a five part record <laughs> breakdown in the middle of of their gigs, which uh, I thought was quite fun. Um, I guess quite funky actually. The beat comes in then, and they do like a they do like a funk recorder thing. Funk recorder. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Is there even such could such a thing ever I suppose with this thing it's it's entirely possible. You know, you could have yeah. you know, there could be uh, oh look, here we go. There are there are uh, some examples here of recorder classic guitar arpeggio. Let's have a look. Dramatic cello. Let's see what uh, I don't know if there's a funk one here. Let's see what is what's gonna sound like. So this is just playing a contact instrument by the looks of it. But yeah, so you get expression. I mean, from a breath controller, I suppose it's like a. It could be considered to be like a, a single MPE note. Is there uh, some sort of learning songs mode, a bit like on the new Roly? Um, I'm just you know, trying the, to the see. Keyboard thing. I'm trying. I'm trying to see what the recorder beat designer free recorders. It was. I'm, I'm trying to find that information, but I'm afraid <laughs> I don't have. That's okay. not available. Uh, was that a Eurorack? They do the Eurorack. Yeah, in what? There. No, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, that, um, that you can add a sound that's machine. That's a weird. That's a weird world mix coming together, though, isn't it? Yeah, isn't it's it? Could you ever? Yeah, I'm not sure. Anyway, yeah. what a well, that could be an uplifting and joyful thing to end on. I mean, imagine if your kids come <laughs> home from school with like something cool that you that, I, I, and I suppose that whole thing about dad nicking the hmm. uh, the recorder from his daughter's bag, you know. Oh. That's that, but that's that's where where you sort of want it to get to, I suppose, wouldn't it? It's like it's my my kids learning music at school is is that thing is so neat. I can I use it? You know, that's. Oh, I thought he was nicking the recorder because he didn't want to have to listen to it again. <laughs> <laughs> He's like nicking it to chuck in the bin. No, I don't know. I don't know if that's the case, but yeah, that's a fair comment. Fair comment. Anyway, that's. Um, uh, mm. that, that, but it did make a... me think, though. I am insanely excited about something, and if you rush, you might catch the last ones. I've managed to pick up a Zoom Arc 96 for, I think it was 99 euros off Toman. I don't know Ooh. if there's any left, but um, 99 euros. Now, this thing, I think it was around, it was over 500 quid, wasn't it? But and the reason why I mention it, though, because there is a little similarity in that this has kind of got like the, the ring that comes off... Uh, Oh, it's gone. It's no it's longer gone. available. Gaz, you got the last oh, one. Oh, no, I'm so sorry. Oh, right. Well, yeah. Has it arrived I mean, yet? Obviously, this, no, it's in transit. But I'm excited about that because, I, you know, I was excited about it when it was first announced and people were going, mm. and, you know, it looks like, sadly, the expected uh, death of it has come along with them being sold off for um, yeah. 99 quid. So, uh, or 99 euros, rather. Uh but I mean that thing. I mean, I, um, you know, if you can still find any that are going for cheap, then it's so worth right looking at. It's still about two hundred quid. Oh. One of the things that is quite cool about it is though a version two 
software came out for it that massively, it was an enormous overhaul of it, so much so that I think it, with the version two software, it, it it's much more what its original promise was. I think when it came out, it was a bit uh, stunted, so the, the the promise of it was a bit limited. But I think, you know, uh, as is the case with the Roland, uh, the Boss Five RC five hundred five Loop Station, when that came out with the version two software, which made it really brilliant for synthesizer desktop use, um, you know. Does the version two gets a fraction of the press of the original release, and uh, people have kind of made their minds up about something? And but you know, with the version two, as you know, with this arc, for instance, you know, it becomes a really incredibly power, like ridiculously powerful device, really. So keep an eye out for them, I think. Or, you know, in case anywhere else has got them for... Uh... Well, they'll probably start showing up in car boots next summer, so you probably can <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But, I yeah. mean, you know, 96 velocity and aftertouch-enabled pads on that thing. 90, 96, yeah. more than an 88-note keyboard, you know. Um, you can play like so... a tambourine. You can play and it like a tambourine. In fact, there was a video, it, wasn't there, of somebody doing just yeah. that? It's a button. There's a button on the ring that you press, and it's like grip detect, and it'll then it'll then disable any of the pads that you're currently gripping onto as you as you play it um but the way it works with the ring with the pads there's like three pads sort of around um each one plays like a designated instrument uh but you can have three different parameter uh, you can have three completely different parameter sets across the three pads so the scope for creating incredible arrays i think it's 16 note polyphony in total but you can load your you can sample directly into it and so each of those pads can hold a sample up to yeah six minutes worth across the whole thing so yeah i think this is i I think this is going to perform a, a a cornerstone part of your uh, live rig now, Gaz. I can just I, see I, it. I, ho- I hope so. I love playing tambourine. I t- talk about tambourine a lot. So I love the idea of a tambourine. <laughs> you got a digital tambourine. Thing. Was it? Yeah. No, I mean, they're, 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 I remember, go- I, I mentioned it. I went to the pub to see this band, and I can't remember what they were called. And it was a guy, solo guy, guitar, and he had two Tenorions. So his backing track was on Tenorions, yeah. and he played, Still and one. it was it was a ra- totally random sort of. And I saw him, and it was just like, my God, you know, this was <laughs> last year. You know, that's ten years. I remember when that first came out. We we were we got asked to to cover the launch, and we went along to all the sort of uh, all the, the the launch things, and it was it was astonishing. You know, I mean, and it's a very similar. I put them in the similar bracket because both of them hmm. promised to be this sort of revolutionary interface, and just you know, yeah. we weren't ready. We weren't ready for no, him, were think, we, really? I think no. this Arc and Tenorion, they are like those Japanese devices that have, you know, when you think about Japan in the 1980s and the gadgets and electronic kind of stuff, those devices are still a kind of... Um, okay, I've got I've, I, I've got an idea, like right? A what we need is a, a band, uh, yeah. Zoom Arc player... Uh, that record, well, the Zoom recorder, um, <laughs> the, the Tenorion, and the yeah. Eigenharp Pico. How about that for a, for a little trio <laughs> combination? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I think that would be great. Anyway, mm. 
Uh, we mm. seem to have we seem to have run its course, and I've noticed the numbers dropping off enormously as soon as you started to mention the uh, the zoom arc. <laughs> we're now back. We were up to seven fifty, and we're now down back to seven hundred uh, uh, live viewers, which uh, is a, wow. Yeah, what an enormous number of live viewers. That's fantastic. That's really mm. good considering our little niche of the world and what time of day it is. <laughs> Thank you very much for watching, everybody. Uh, come Yay. back next week, <laughs> oh, please. Please come back next week. Sonic um, Talk every Wednesday at uh, four pm. I think uh, I'm guessing that the I think I think the YouTube ah yes the and the the stream of Facebook worked as well so that's good um, but thank you so much for joining us folks I, I should um, point yeah. out um, if you want to check out that we did we shot a, a Spitfire BBC Orchestra Symphony oh, Orchestra amazing. review with Ty Unwin uh, we went up to his place. And uh, well worth checking out because, I mean, anything with tie-in is worth it because you've learned so much stuff. He kind of shows how he plays things. It's just a great piece. And a very uh, big thanks to him. Um, so do check that out. And while that came up, I did notice that there's, in fact, a free... You could get a free uh, orchestra plug-in from Vienna, Vienna Symphonic Library. It's like a, it's called... A, wow. a, what's it called? It's called the Big... Big Bang Orchestra. I mean, it, it's free, but you have to buy a uh, one of their... Viennese, a, a dongle thing, which is 24 bucks. But I mean, that's not much for a full orchestral library. And it's uh, so it's called wow. the Big Bang Orchestra. And that I think that came out in September and did, did really fell below the radar. I, I, I couldn't vouch for it. But if you want to get into it, I mean, obviously, the BBC, uh, the Spitfire one is, is much larger and has much mm. more kind of articulations, I'd imagine, and whatnot. So uh, and, and costs a bunch, but uh, it's very good. It's Always worth mentioning that the labs as well, the free thing that Spitfire have been doing, it's just been growing and growing and growing. Oh, yeah, that's, that's soft pianos everywhere. Amazing, isn't it? Isn't it? So good, it's so good. Um, but yeah, that's worth signing up for, isn't it? I think if just because even if you've got a big sample library and a big load of sounds anyway, they still manage to come up with really Something interesting fr free instruments all the time. Uh, yeah, it's amazing. So grab it while you can. Oh, I should mention, I, let me, ah, the reverb drum machine giveaway, um, sample drum drum giveaway. I hope it's still available. Um, Reverb.com. We're giving away an enormous library of drum samples uh, and it's absolutely brilliant because it's like the it, it covers some of the rarest drum machines or well, loads I've never heard of before. But every sample pack comes with um, like an Ableton Live drum rack format or just I mean, I mention it because I I've put it into the Octatrack, which is really it's really really good for. Um, but. Uh, it's a huge. Is it still available, Nick? Um, I'm just trying to wait. Uh, I hope it is. I hope it is. Uh, as a freebie, I found that uh, uh, Reverb will be giving away their complete that's it. machine sample collection for free. Samples and loops. Yeah. Let's have a look. That's on CD. Oh, I hope so. I hope so. Free. Yeah. Yes. There we go. Honestly, 50 ladies drum and gentlemen, hundred percent price that, drop. That thing is really good and there's lots of loops in there as well like loops from organs or drum machines so you know oh, um, ace tone and all that kind of stuff uh, yeah that sort of stuff uh but it's just beautifully and really well curated and put together and it's free so wow okay yeah do check I'll, mega, I'll, I'll put the link i'll put the link in the show notes yeah definitely yeah. all right oh, thanks yeah. for that tip um folks cool. um robbie thank you very much are you still um put, are you putting your credit card details in for the uh <laughs> for no, the controller <laughs> 
Uh, Robbie, thanks yeah, for joining us. It's it. lovely to you have you. Um, I, one day we'll come and visit you in your new studio as well. Yeah, I'd, do that. I'd love to. I'd love to do that. And uh, um, but thank you for joining us. Um, what what are you up to now? You're back for a while, and uh, are you back? I'm studio back. studio bound. Yeah, I'm studio bound, working on projects and stuff. So I'll be able to pop my head in more often. Excellent. So, yeah. That's always good news. Yeah. Thank you very much. Well, thanks for joining right. us, Robbie. And also, Mr. Pleasure. Gaz Williams, thanks for joining us as well. A pleasure to have you as ever. My pleasure. Always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tons to talk about. So, uh, oh, God, yeah. Yeah, the isn't that conversation. So, uh, <laughs> that's kind of it for this week. Uh, we'll yeah. see you all next time. Uh, thank you very much for watching, everybody. Thanks to Woo. all you guys on uh, the YouTube chat and all the, and the IRC chat. Uh, we're out of here. Uh, that's it for this time. That was Sonic Talk, episode 596. See you next time. Bye-bye now.